Welcome to the UCM. We're your tour guides, Zan Peters and Joe Semino. And we're going to be taking you through our humble little museum's collection. The exhibits may or may not be real, but the stories sure are. Enjoy your visit today at the Uncanny County Museum. Joe, guess what my costume is? Um, oh, oh God. I'm kind of dressed like a spooky skeleton. Yeah, I'm seeing that. Do you have your guitar with you as well? Yes, I do. Are you, are you Phoebe Bridgers? I'm Phoebe Bridgers dressed as John Entwistle. Oh, my God. <laughs> Meta. <laughs> Excellent. I know, right? That's a good yeah. costume. Um, yeah, yeah, because you... You get to wear the wig, but you're playing a uh, a bass instead. And right. you also like definitely watched your friend die from getting dragged by a car, uh, but you didn't Jesus. go to jail for it. Right. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh can you do you can you tell who I'm dressed as? I got this like really long robe on. I kind of found it in my house. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh Black hair, glasses, long robe. Are you a Harry Potter character I've forgotten about? Um, if I, well, I guess if Italians were included in Harry Potter, I guess I should have mentioned that <sighs> the I'm underrepresented. In, like, I'm in... <laughs> the... <laughs> Giuseppe Stromboli, there it is. Oh my God. I was, who I'm... are you? Who are you? I'm Tony Soprano. I probably should have did that oh, in a better accent. Oh, oh. Tony Soprano. Wait, does, does Tony Soprano, Oh, in oh, in look, get, get this in a bathrobe in, in a, a bathrobe. bathrobe. I should have said a bathrobe. Ah, okay, I am Tony Soprano in the alternate universe of Harry Potter because mm-hmm, J.K. Rowling mm-hmm. sucks. Right, mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just um, Tony Soprano. It's not that meta as yours. Uh huh. Uh huh. No, that's uh no. It's it's still good. It's it feels it feels weirdly topical now. Now that it does. Uh, you know, <laughs> like I feel like. I feel like back when The Sopranos was actively airing, mm-hmm. I don't know if you would have seen the costumes no. like that. Was it as big of a thing to dress up as like contemporaneous characters back then? Or I don't did people know. still dress as monsters? Because I. Okay, what, as a child, what were the types of things that you wanted to dress up as uh, uh... on Halloween? <sighs> okay, Harry Potter. I did that actually because mm-hmm. I had round glasses as a very young kid. Uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to dress up as, I guess, yeah, monsters. In sixth grade, I dressed up as one of the uh, Persian soldiers from Three Hundred, even though I haven't seen the movie. But I was really interested uh-huh. in the mask, so <laughs> I just remembered that recently. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> and it's like I, I remember. Dre- I'm just, I'm just imagining you dressed like you know, shirtless, oiled up, still no. wearing glasses. No, no, it was like, do you? I, I mean, 
It was one of the characters from the movie. It was on the Persian side that dressed in oh. all black, and they had those like crazy, mm. really cool silver masks on. Because I feel like right, even in right. that age, I was in favor of the Persian Empire yeah. over the Greeks. Because yikes. right, right, we'll have to get into that at some point. But yeah, yeah, not, I, yeah. Not to correct myself, also from uh, thirty seconds ago. But I'm also realizing, I think it was Keith Moon from The Who, not John Entwistle, that, like, dragged his friend to death in a limo. I might be mixing oh. up my members of The Who. But John Entwistle <laughs> was the one that dressed up as a spooky skeleton. You know, that's, ah. that, that's really why, you know, those parents in the 60s were so afraid for their kids. Right. You know? Okay, I guess that kind of makes that, sense. There's a, there's a spooky skeleton on stage, and he's playing bass. <laughs> <laughs> this this rock and roll all... is gonna drag our kids straight to hell i mean i guess so if i'm thinking of my own costumes the memorable ones to me i think the first thing i remember dressing up as where i wanted to be a character was thomas the tank engine oh that's excellent oh mm-hmm, my gosh mm-hmm. i that is so great yeah and it was one of those costumes too where like your stomach is his face <laughs> so you're like the you're like the top part of the train like he's kind of like yes. alien inside you type deal or i guess you're inside yeah him. yeah know. this might have to be stuff that we uh post on instagram oh or yes our, i wonder if our I've... childhood halloween costumes yes. but then for like two years in a row and i guess this does line up with me developing a memory because i want to say that movie came out in like 2000 I was Aladar from Dinosaur for, I want to say, two or three years in a row. I just kept reusing the costume until I was physically bursting out of it. That is excellent. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I I feel like Halloween for me was like pre-cosplay years when I got really into that. And then now... Now I've been eager to dress up again, and I'm doing so right now, and I've been really excited about it because... It's definitely been a while, uh, but it is it is really fascinating who we choose to dress up as or what we choose to dress up as now compared to like hundreds and then thousands of years ago, um, which I feel like brings us into our topic of today, mm-hmm. which, you know, really unifies all of the tours that we've been having at the UCM mm-hmm, with our mm-hmm. October spooky themed exhibitions. Our Oktoberfest, if you will. I, You know, I was going to say that, and I was like, I guess we can <laughs> blend them together in a way. Uh, right? Because Oktoberfest and Halloween should are I, the same thing. I, sh- I should have been tipsier doing this if this was I guess uh, so. Oktoberfest. Um, <laughs> they had Oktoberfest in Harvard Square where I work. Okay. Um. For some reason, they only stocked two, pe- uh, staffed two people to work at the store that day, and we were, you know, just absolutely like losing our minds. And then the Wi-Fi went out, and we oh couldn't my check God. out customers. But it was interesting to me because there was nothing particularly uh, German themed. Like I'm not saying you <laughs> like everything has to be Bavarian themed, and like people have to be like wearing lederhosen and stuff. Yeah, but like. Yeah. If it's Oktoberfest, I expect to see, you know, some, at, at the very least, a soft pretzel cart. Yeah, for real. That's yeah, necessary. Yeah, it, yeah, you know, there was like, you know, they just basically had some bands playing, um, which was fun. Uh, 
you know, a couple different um, food and other vendors. I think the Freemasons had a tent up. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it, it didn't um it didn't have the uh uncanniness of the uh German Christmas market that for some reason they yeah. have in Florence, Italy. Amazing. Florence like yes. the Ger- they like their Germans, I guess. I don't know. I <laughs> That's a that it you, you well you want the Italians to microdose on Germans. Um, you oh don't want them to get the whole thing. No, no, you do not. Um, yes. Oh my god. Um, yeah, I. I'll say this about Oktoberfest. I never actually went to the traditional one, but I have been to one of those like Bavarian beer like houses. Mm-hmm. There, it wasn't mm-hmm. a beer garden because it wasn't outside, but like cause my mm-hmm. uncle lives in Munich. And I went on like one of my spring breaks when I was in Italy for a semester. When you go to these like bars, these huge, or they're not yeah. even bars. It's like the old traditional like picnic benches, and people bring out beer for you. You choose, oh, okay? Yes. Like like actually October. So like an act. Well, yeah, because it's in Munich. We're in Bavaria. This is like yes, their yes, tradition. Yes. But it wasn't. It wasn't yes. for Oktoberfest. But it, it was that same vibe. So, and you know, you get the option of mm-hmm. big large like or small beer that's like a pint size normal size mm-hmm. beer or mm-hmm. the mega liter you get the mm-hmm. big boy and i was like well when in rome or in this case when in munich i'll go for the big boy right. beer because uh you know save Venom money munich. why not v- yeah Venn in munich or München. and um München. i took mm-hmm. i took german in high school it's enough but uh <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah so the thing is though I was not expecting to be blasted after drinking one of those. And my uncle down like two and he was fine. And these are, it was like a bathtub full of like, like think of like when you think of a cartoon of Vikings drinking those massive jugs of like, you know, mead or beer. It was like one of those. I was done. I was like, Jesus, what have I done to myself? And it's vice beer. So it's like that really bubbly carbonated stuff. And I was like, I can't never, never again. But I had a soft pretzel after that. And it was kind of one of the best combinations. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't Mm -hmm. think I would survive an Oktoberfest to be, to be honest. Allison's gotten me to really appreciate uh, German stuff in general. Like I definitely go to more German restaurants now. Okay. Hey, it's pretty good. yeah, yeah, we'll do like a a hearty beer with a meal. You know, it's uh, it's good. Yeah. I've got good a good mm-hmm. one good pairing of a beer to certain food. I feel like is is great, mm-hmm. and I feel like that also is a very fall October thing to do mixed with ciders. Yeah. All that being said, yes. So I, that brings us to or that brings us to our. Uh, Halloween festival here at the UCM. We have pumpkin Ooh. carving going on over there where you can go get a jack-o'-lantern. Uh, we'll just do it, I guess, later. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a black cat roaming around whose name I found out is Angus, so that's pretty cool. Oh. Uh, say hi to them, and now that's they're... Like, like Black Angus beef? I, You know, I guess so. Yeah, I didn't name them, but it's a kind of a great name. <laughs> um, and also, there's, you know, some kid walking around with a pumpkin head. That's all right, I guess that's kind of cool that's fun that's fun for about the first five minutes and then it it has to start getting just wet yeah i was gonna say it's definitely not the most sanitary thing but you know what do you i guess Mm -hmm. you get a snack out of it and uh Mm -hmm. yeah all of this really encapsulates i think our month-long exhibitions on um this you know spooky eerie stories haunted Mm -hmm. things vampires Mm -hmm. werewolves Mm -hmm. all of these halloween you know 
myths and legends that we've come to be accustomed to now and even bringing us to talking about our own costumes. And so what I really wanted to take the time to talk about was the origins of Halloween and how it relates um, yes, to yes. today. And this, I you know, starts with really going back, a, you know, years and years and even thousands of years to the ancient Celtic festival of Sowin. Hmm. So, Sowin? Sowin, yeah. I hope I'm pronouncing okay. it officially correctly. I did do some preparatory mm-hmm. work on that. Um, mm-hmm. Now, Zan, without be- without insulting Ireland and any of the, um, the Gaelic peoples mm-hmm. more than we have already done by unifying Britain, I'm sorry I have to bring yes. it back uh, because we support, free- <laughs> we support free Ireland and Scotland here at the ECM. I'm going to just say that. Fuck Wales, though. I don't know. Wales is kind of cool. They got a dragon, dude. That's sick. You know what? Yeah, they do. They are the one country that, or one one of the, I should say, one of the few countries that really is like that's a flag. That's it's got a dragon dude, on it. Yes, exactly. So how do you think? Mm-hmm. How do you think Soen is spelled? Because I had a struggle with this. Uh, I mean, I'm vaguely aware that like Irish spelling is like welsh spelling like yeah. it just it looks like to 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 a native english speaker it looks like key smashing or just vowel overload interesting yeah but i'm i'm i i almost feel like i want to try and spell it like a lord of the rings character like it's going to be like <sighs> S A R W uh I E I A N. Okay. I mean kind of, but no. Okay. It is Okay. In a way yours would probably make more sense if we were looking at it from that lens. Uh this is S A M H A I N. Samhain, but it is not Samhain. It's so in because of the vowel difference in linguistics when it translates over to English. Um, Which, Mm. you know what? I I think it's the most interesting thing. It's like how Sir Sharonin's Mm -hmm. name is like Sayoris, if you read it like in our Uh phonetic ways. Um, So I don't know. I'm always mystified by like Gaelic linguistics. I think it's super interesting. But why use use the M then? I don't know. Vowels. I I don't understand. Mm. I mean, if anybody who's here knows... Reach out to us, tweet at us, please. I would love yeah. to talk about that because it's very fascinating. Yeah, I mean, to me. if if you haven't already tweeted me correcting me about, um, <laughs> you know, who trivia, right, 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 <laughs> on um, UCM Rock and Roll Fame uh, trivia, as we have, yeah, R slash UCM slash Classic Rock slash right. Ireland. When we get when we get a nuanced Reddit that specific, we know we've made it as a museum. I'd say so. Yes. So what this festival is really interesting for a few reasons, but this is really where we're getting the major origins of Halloween. It stems back all the way to the Bronze Age, which is really interesting because the Celts go that far back. But what I found was really interesting is it's not necessarily a monolithic culture either. Like they're not Mm -hmm. just in the British Isles at this point. They are all over Europe. And it's like, you know. No, that, that language group was very far spread it's even yeah. you know i th- it it is like 
I think it is one of those things where if you're in Europe and there's some very strange local, um, I seemingly isolated, unrelated language, it typically is because it is like this remnant holdout of yeah. uh, Celtic. Yeah, language. it's really interesting. Yeah, how long and how much it's actually still survived. Uh, thankfully, yeah. which is really really important, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But it's. Yeah, it was a. It's pretty much an ancient Celtic fall festival that actually took place on October thirty first, and it marked the beginning of winter and the end of the agricultural season of that year. Um, since this hmm. was mark, this is pretty much like a New Year's celebration. I, I for, forgive me. They, this is far back enough that we have the Celts. Yeah, but we still use October like that. Um, that still that still was a, a month, or it was just that day of the year so i don't know entirely the specifics but okay what's interesting about this holiday in terms of written records is like there's not much celtic history written down since a lot of it's passed down orally and through tradition so there's not the most of the records are coming out of like greek or roman ones that are written down about this oh okay okay because like a a complete a completely unbiased source obviously obviously and (laughs) one of the er (laughs) one of the earliest uh you know, like why we know this goes back so far is because we actually found a bronze uh, Celtic calendar that appeared in Gaul at the time, so modern day France, okay. and dates back to one uh, CE, marking it, mm-hmm. and that marked the festival at that date. But it's also presumed yeah. that this can go back potentially five thousand years. Um, and Whoa. actually, that was based on archaeological invest in an, on an archaeological investigation of the mound of hostages in Ireland, which is a a name I don't know why it's named that, mm-hmm. and I didn't really want to ask questions. <laughs> um, but basically, because of its entrance that faced the sun uh, during the morning of So In, mm-hmm. and there was like this whole lining up, kind of like the, the you know what do you, what is it a Stonehenge you know druidic ritual right, stuff. Right. So there's a lot of that going on here. But I think I don't know how that fits in with our modern you know ideas of October and so on. But maybe there's. Maybe as we talk hmm. about later the the inclusion of All Saints Day and the and the kind of conversion that Christianity has, it might make sense right. in that way. I don't know. Yeah. I mean that that's extremely interesting. I mean, especially if it like goes back that far, it's weird thinking of Halloween, which in a lot of ways feels like a very contemporary Yeah. Just because it just because of its 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 uh ubiquity and yeah. its prevalence in modern culture to think that it is something that predates almost every other thing that we would be culturally familiar with yeah that's the thing it's like it's really interesting in that way because even at that time it's still spooky it still has the same vibe (laughs) you're drinking you know eating apples drinking cider and mead and beer uh people are having fall-based pastries and desserts and foods, uh, as well as being terrified of ghosts and other kind of malevolent spirits. So that's right. one of these things that I think is really fascinating. Now, it also plays a big role here um, mm-hmm. for a few different reasons. And so, like, part of that to explain it a little bit of the context is that in Celtic mythology, um, there's this there's this belief of two realms and i'm simplifying Mm -hmm. this so much for the sake of time too but so essentially there's a material world that we live in and there's a spiritual world and they're both connected but through a 
thin veil, so to speak. And sometimes that fluctuates and opens up during different points in the year. And this is how the years are kind of structured. This is how the years are structured. So like, mm-hmm. so when ends the year and it it is one of these moments where that veil drops so that other beings from said spiritual Ooh. realm can pass through. And in cases mm-hmm. this is, like for one instance, this would be fairies who we all know from, I think popular culture now, as well as this mythology that were passing through and they would go into the material world, do their thing, and then go back. Uh, and you're not supposed to interact with them or they might, you know, hurt you and so on, I think, or I'm not mm. quite sure. It depends that the fairy thing is a whole other can of worms we can dive into at some point. Uh, right, but also yeah. other ghosts. There was, um, you know, this idea too that you might run into some ancestral ghosts who might confront you. So you have to deal with that. And also, mm. you could go in to the spirit world but it is very very uh dangerous apparently and i don't doubt it and you're not supposed to do it so most people don't which is interesting because if we remember the exhibition of our last week's exhibition on the folk tales from our own cultures that we were discussing this idea of like sardinia Mm -hmm. not really having one of these like you know scary stories to prevent people from doing this but here there already is of like do not go into said scary portals because you're not coming back (laughs) stay away from the abandoned woods and i think that that's also really interesting in in calling back to and also maybe don't Mm -hmm. you know interact with ghosts which maybe post malone should have done um yeah i mean i i also i like the 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 kind of idea of a lack of curiosity is like (laughs) Like, just being like, eh, not going to mess with that. No, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. You, you you kind of, on the one hand, you're like, why weren't ancient people, you know, just f- fascinated by this? And you're like, eh, you know, they've got enough to worry about. Why why mess yeah. with the thing they don't understand? Yeah, like, I, we're not going to touch that today. That's all. That's we'll digest that mm-hmm, at a different mm-hmm. point. Uh, yeah, you know, some sometimes there are weird transparent creatures in the ocean that can kill you but you know <laughs> guess we're we're just not gonna worry about yeah, that right we now. don't have time to, to, to unpack all of that um, Try, trying to fi- trying to figure out jellyfish yeah exactly oh my god i can't even yeah. imagine but so mm-hmm. there's a lot of the traditions that we know today come out of that though so for instance yes. if you were wondering where we get masks and dressing up for halloween like we're doing right now mm-hmm. and also trick-or-treating yes. it all ties back to this not necessarily like there's some there's some mid ground we're gonna have to cover later on, but for the most part, the idea of dressing up comes from so in, and it's actually as a as a means of disguising yourself to um. Mm. And this is all I should I should clarify. This is all a part of the folklore. I don't think people genuinely believe this. Like it was like full on ritual. Right, yeah. You will do this as it goes on. This is yeah. a tradition. This is a folk tale. This is mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. that um continues. Just to just to clarify. Yes, but yes. um. The idea behind the tradition was you wear a mask mm-hmm. and you dress up so that way your ancestral spirits or other spirits don't recognize you because you don't want to be stopped because it could be dangerous. So if you are yeah. stopped, though, what you have to be sure you carry is treats. Uh-huh. Because you could bribe the ghosts with treats. Um, 
from okay. to my to the best of my understanding, this is not a holiday I'm totally <laughs> familiar with. Again, tweet at us if we are wrong because we'll always improve yeah. ourselves. However, yeah, that's what I understood is that's the where the trick or treat part is kind of coming from is this idea of like mm-hmm. we can bribe other spirits, and then there was this whole right. idea of like you would dress up and go to like people's houses and take yeah. you would receive yeah. treats, and it also has something to do with how your year will go. So, like, I think if you give good treats or something okay. like that, you might have, like, a better luck within the year. And if you give, like, bad ones or receive bad ones, something like that. I think it's more give, honestly. This would make more sense that you okay. could you could potentially have a very bad year. And it could go not well. Okay. There's okay. a lot of and this, this, a lot of this is an era. This is an era before chocolate. So, you know. Yeah. Well. You gotta, you gotta have some good treats. You know, it's like, that... well, there's a lot of hazelnuts, which is also really interesting. Okay. Because okay. that was apparently, that's a very, um, it's a respected symbol spiritually, religiously, and also um, for like marriage cer- ceremonies and other um you know, fertility. How festivals. how are how are you using Nutella? You're using it as a marriage ceremony. Oh, I'll tell you because it's actually really interesting. So, uh, <laughs> maybe oh, not, not Nutella. No, 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 no. Hey. Oh my gosh! Just, um, yeah, but I mean, any any, and this is my whole thing, and maybe this is just me, but never been that into nutella but i guess i can attest that europeans go absolutely bonkers for they it they really do i yeah you ever have a nutella sandwich it's totally not nutritious for you but it's really good see it's just <laughs> it's just it's almost like i i don't know i don't know it's not like it tastes bad yeah obviously. yeah I think I just do not get the joy out of Nutella that I would if you just gave me something dipped in chocolate. I guess you know? that's fair. It it is it's really good if you make them into like if you use like um like a crumb type uh topping or something like and make like a bar, like a dessert yeah, bar you know, and you, you need, freeze you them. need some texture in it. Like yeah. I like it in a croissant. Oh yeah, totally. It's good in yeah. things, it's not good by itself. Um, yeah, I don't know how that, yeah. how that would hold up then. I guess because chocolate doesn't exist yet. But yes, the hazelnuts are in, mm-hmm. important in this way because of um, because of those reasons that I was mentioning. But also, at the same time of being like a fall festival, end of the season, you know, we're celebrating the new year. There's also like a massive part of like fertility involved here and romantic matchmaking. So that's when fun. isn't there? I, I mean, hey, gotta repopulate. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. But also, yeah, when isn't there? Um, people are part because we're <laughs> you're partying. Everybody's drinking because there's excess there's excess crops and wheat, so you can make beer and mead and all kinds of stuff. And it's definitely a big celebration, which is always fun. There's also a part of this where like you would celebrate in throwing hazelnuts into a fire, and you would carve your initials into it. And there's an element of okay. leaving those there. And if yours, because like apparently they pop, and so when they pop, they would fall out of the fire and land near each other and so if it landed near someone or i think if it landed and stayed you would have a good long-lasting like year of life again and if it was disappeared there could be something that's gonna happen there's a lot of like potential death it's kind of like here. it's it's spin the bottle with higher risk pretty much yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of that here of the potential of not coming back or something bad happening to you through right. the year, so you want to have the most luck on your side. There's another mm-hmm. element of 
apples coming into the culture and be having religious significance. Uh, and it mostly, mm-hmm. again, refers to this long-lasting life. But part of that was mm-hmm. due if you could peel the apple in one strand like they do in cartoons. If you can get mm-hmm. it all in one strand, you're going to have a long-lasting life. And you're going to have a lot of good luck with that. Um, right, so right. that's really interesting as well. I mean, this this also, like, I like the idea of a lot of this, you know, not only for understanding the significance of those but what you said a little earlier that it's possible that people did not literally believe these things yeah but this was the quote-unquote rationale for it yeah for sure um you know it's it's like um just understanding you know why i if if we're going to have a tradition you might as well have some anecdote about it yeah for um, sure yeah like i think even like like that one dish where it's one long noodle in it and you got to try and like suck the noodle up oh all at once, yeah, that yeah one yeah. type of soup right had in like i think i had that in like um the meatpacking district in new york once uh but yeah i i because it, it is interesting like sort of the idea of the presence of death and the yes uh and the possible encounter of spirits like there is like some other kind of like mystical significance going on here it even kind of reminds me of like and and this persists today but in ashkenazi tradition you do not name a child after a relative that is alive oh that's interesting um yeah like if if my i it's it's really why you you typically name after a deceased grandparent or something Hmm. you don't name after um a a parent that is alive because there's this idea that and again this is just the tradition but sort of the anecdote to it is that the the angel of death will confuse uh your you by your name and Hmm. when they come for your parent they'll come for the kid instead oh that's terrifying, yeah. but also really interesting. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah, I feel like that's like the element here too. There's a lot of these mm-hmm. there's anecdotes here, there's a lot of stories that I think are mm-hmm. pretty like, you know, wise. You know, if you right. look past the veil of like the mythology and stuff, it's also very interesting. But it mm-hmm. all I mean, it all really comes down to like this is a time to celebrate because we are prepared for the harvest. We have to face winter. Like it's going to be cold and we're not going to be able to grow things and it could get really hard. So we should celebrate Mm -hmm. the harvest. Some of us aren't making it through, you know? Yeah, exactly. And like, (laughs) might as well go out with a bang, but also, I mean, literally, but like, um, you know, also that you can celebrate because we have surplus crops. We have extra things. We have enough to store. And now, you know, the wheat, the barley or wheat can be made into a beer and the honey can be made into meat and other things. Like, there's this element of a celebration of, like, cool, we did it. And now it's time yes. to have party. Mm-hmm. And amidst this whole spooky, scary element to it as well. And to, to mm-hmm. expand on that even further, one of the really, you know, pillars of this holiday of this festival is a great bonfire which would have which would have been set Mm -hmm. up and burned and this would have Mm -hmm. included uh animal sacrifices as well as then having the skulls of ancestors and i think bones and remains of ancestors placed there as well kinda kinda relics yeah um 
mm-hmm. in this way to to celebrate that. And the fires would be lit all around and like mm-hmm. even just one town or all throughout the areas and people would dance through the night. It'd be a really big celebration. It's kind of the way I've been envisioning this. And I am apologizing if this is terribly wrong, <laughs> but it kind of sounds like burning man, like kind of just a little bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I love that. I love ha- it. I think you're you're hanging out with a bunch of galls while they, you know, have, the wicker man ceremony and you're like this is kind of like burning like man guy who's only been to one festival let's get me some burning man uh vibes here uh not the piece not the piece you know nick this is kind of like uh burning man yeah um it won't bring back your goddamn honey <laughs> oh my god um but this is this is mostly prompted to ward off evil spirits this would be the purpose of that but Mm -hmm. you know i think it's just one big celebration that's how it's kind of starting to sound and yeah that's that's like this this is the spark notes version of this holiday again you know there's there's lots there it's really interesting also celtic history is really fascinating but i didn't want to deep dive too much into that uh because we probably have been away from halloween and entered a three-part tour on uh you know the ancient celtic history so maybe we'll have to talk about that at some point but yes yes i feel like is a good time where we can start to jump into the you know second part of this where we have so so in exists it's this holiday that's really important and now yeah we have anglo-saxons coming well actually no we have romans coming in to Mm -hmm. um you know ancient britain at the time of the ancient british isles and bringing with them beliefs and other things um so mm-hmm. <laughs> that's one way of putting it i mean yeah <laughs> the romans went everywhere with their beliefs, beliefs. And, and other things if taxes <laughs> and roads ugh. aqueducts yeah what do the romans have a day for us <laughs> um but you know this is like again one of those those moments of folklore being transformed and changed over time based on the imperial forces that come in and dis- and change those things. Now, I you know, the Romans I think are also famous for the, you know, just give us money and pray to our gods once in a while and you're fine, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. But they did kind of kick I mean, I know the Anglo-Saxons are the ones that come in after and pretty much destroy much of the Celts and push them into the areas that they're in now, um, right. which is, you know, awful. And then you have you know the catholic church as well as you know christianity Mm -hmm. forming and these beliefs and traditions transform and they become something else and this is where the you know um all saints day starts to come in to replace that notion of so in and blend it together and this is like I, i think we were talking about this before at one point as well where the catholic church was blending pagan gods into saints and blending those stories together in order to convert a lot of the right, population yeah. and, and make it an easy transition. This is kind of partly yeah. happening as well with that festival. It's like, oh, you can have the festival. Maybe we're going to stop with yeah. the burning and stuff and we're just going to like, you know, transform it a little bit. Um, you know, it is kind of interesting that there was always a version of, you know, the, the there was this thing that people find appealing but Christianity was like, you like rock and roll. Well, here we've got, you know, Christian rock. You ever hear a switch foot? 
but yeah, just just sort of that idea of yeah, uh, trying to draw people in. Now, was All Saints Day? I've heard of it, and I'm vaguely aware of what it is. You know, as like this this day that is for all the saints and even the ones that we don't know about, which is a kind of interesting concept. Yeah, uh, in and of itself, but. It, I've never actually known anyone that celebrates it. Maybe that's just because I don't know anyone who's observant enough of uh, a a Christian or a Catholic. Yeah, um, to- no, that makes sense. I or or both, I guess. I guess, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you know, to, to actually celebrate it, or is right. it just one of those? Is it a holiday that doesn't really have a lot of significance today? I guess what I'm saying is, it's hard for me to picture the guys from Peaky Blinders celebrating Halloween. <laughs> yeah i mean that's that's a good way to put it honestly i so i've never celebrated it but my mom i think has and knows much more about that than i like she will be like oh you know it's all saints today or however it goes and but it's not it's a it's a it sounds like boxing day it sounds like a made-up holiday that i've never actually seen anyone practice or yeah uh, practice or talk about like well i you know i whatever that like there there's um I, i'm forgetting the name of it but there's that really like special uh you know uh uh holiday in india where they've got like all the colors and everything and all the oh, pigments ho- flying everywhere and stuff holly yes like i believe that that is a holiday because i've heard people talk about it and i've seen pictures of it i have right. no idea <laughs> about boxing day and all saints day i've can, never heard anybody mm, refer mm. to it outside of just history can i can i be honest with you what i i don't, I don't really know okay. i've never i've okay. never no 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 not even like even as a part of this it's like i <laughs> think halloween uh overshadows it because the rest mm. of the world has adapted to it and adopted it as their own kind of fun trick-or-treat thing. Like, Americans okay. are the most obsessed with Halloween now. I've, yes. because of said one TikTok, I think I sent you too, it's mm-hmm. funny to hear how people will bring it back and say, like, actually, it's so in. And I'm like, hey, I do that too. So now, now... Did it, um, did it enter... Did it enter the United States with the influx of Irish immigrants? Yes. Or yes. was it there before? Well, yes. Thank you for bringing me to where I wanted to go with this because, yes, it actually does uh, mm-hmm. come in with Irish immigrants, specifically the most with the mm-hmm. um, Irish potato famine really transforms mm-hmm. the holiday or the festival into right. a holiday because mm-hmm. they the mass influx of Irish peoples into the Amer- to the U.S., they're bringing yeah. with them their culture and this still strong belief, but then also blending it with other things that are in the United States, for instance. Kind of. I that, mean, for one, gourds. Well, yes, actually, because that's where we get the Jack yeah. O'Lantern that comes from, which the yes. Jack O'Lantern originates from. I don't know. How, do you actually know about this at all? I. You were saying this literally right now, and I'm having this moment of realizing. Does jack-o'-lantern have an O in it? Because jack-o'-lantern is Irish? Uh, <laughs> is it like uh, Jack O'Leary? Like no. the jack-o'-lantern? I, I, want, I wish. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it Come is... to morning here, I'm Jack O'Leary. 
They're like, you're, you're, you're going to have to change your name to come into the country. You're Jack you're O'Lantern. Jack- yeah. Oh, my God. Um, it's, it is a shortening of Jack of the Lantern. So Jack o' Lantern, oh. like Jack o' Lantern, I guess. Jack o' Lantern. Jack of the Lantern, where you're just you have to shorten everything quicker, uh, to make it fast. So it's it, oh, I tell you, Jack o' Lantern, <laughs> Jack o' the Lantern. <laughs> um, in shortening that story, it's essentially it, it follows this myth of Stringy Jack. Uh, yes, that's their name. It's kind of great. I don't know why, but that was the name. Of um, who's cursed by the devil to wander the world uh, with just an ember and coal. I, to my understanding of the myth, he was blocked from I think heaven and hell. So he's kind of like this, like he's just kind of there and doesn't. That's it's like doesn't quite know where to go. Maybe to put it in contemporary terms, I don't know if this is a good enough analogy and if everybody knows it, but it's kind of like that whole mm-hmm. you can live forever, but a snail will be trait will be chasing you um to the ends yes. of the earth and we'll have to catch up with you at some point but you can just keep out running it uh kind of like, i thought you were gonna say i thought you were gonna say like meatloaf like the band meatloaf or like meatloaf itself like like, like the the artist meatloaf. oh no i thought it like it c- couldn't get into heaven or hell i'm like <laughs> <laughs> meatloaf has been banned to the to the mortal realm to wander and, that, and as we know meatloaf meatloaf wanders the earth to this day going mad with eternity <laughs> and so he shows up at mitt romney campaigns every now and then. <laughs> just to feel alive <laughs> Hi there, my name is Colby White, and I'm one of the hosts from Force Football Facts, a podcast where my friend Zachary and I force our other friend Tyrell to give us insights into the game, even though he doesn't know anything about it. We use our humor to bring you weekly football news in a new way that takes fan opinions into account, while also helping new fans understand why we love this game so much. You can check us out on our website, forcefootballfacts.com, or wherever podcasts are available. Hope to see you soon. He is left with a colvin and ember to light their way, and so what he does is place it in a hollowed-out turnip to use as a makeshift lantern, hence mm. the name of Jack of the Lantern. And so then the Irish would put candles in turnips and, I guess, carp faces and other things to, to, um, huh. to honor Jack. And then this is later replaced with pumpkins because they just found it better suited. I guess the aesthetic is nicer. And honestly, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that was a good decision. I mean, I mean, pumpkin pumpkins are a lot more conducive to carving in that they're. I don't know how big the turnips are in Ireland, but I don't think I've ever seen a turnip the size of a pumpkin. I no, well, maybe like one. There's got to be somewhere there's a turnip that big, mm-hmm. but they're, they're they're they can get kind of like at least bigger than softballs, um, which yeah. is the worst way to measure anything, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> no, just the the Irish softball team. That's like oh, you know, back in the day we used to use turnips. <laughs> oh, back in the day, back in my day, we used to use turnips and such a softballs. Oh my gosh, I <laughs> and we yeah. used to carve little faces in them <laughs> <laughs> just to feel something. Oh my god, <laughs> uh, we used to carve faces in the turnips and throw it at the English. <laughs> Yes, I need that. I need that to be canon, please. <laughs> so this is one of those moments of the culture starting to change and form over it. So really, mm-hmm. modern day Halloween 
gets shaped from this the combination of yes. so when all saints day which i guess is a made-up holiday according to zan and i at this point and um if you if you learned anything here that's what we're getting at mm-hmm. um and you know i think it's just these combinations of myths and legends over time that transform a holiday that hasn't really been forgotten and i think that's kind of incredible because like mm-hmm. if, if we're looking at the timeline this is this is potentially five thousand, if not even older or, you know, years of history, of tradition mm-hmm, that have mm-hmm. maybe changed, but the concept is still relatively the same, right? Even today. Yeah, that's that's what's so fascinating. Yeah. Is, it, is that it is that old. Yeah. Um, but only in the last um, 200 years, really, it sounds like, the, that, again, that influx of Irish uh, people into america but particularly the northeast yes do you get um our modern uh conception of halloween um and this is more of things that we would talk about i think we've talked about this here at the museum before but this was a concept that was introduced to me in like a an art history of the united states so much we we kind of take it for granted how much of our mental imagery of the holiday season comes from New England. Yeah. And in the 1800s in particular, there was really this solidification of an idea of American tradition and American holidays because, you know, mm. it wasn't a very old country. Right, right. And they were trying to establish for for a very large country and a country that had uh ambitions of growing even larger it's like well what is our imagery if we have a country that we intend to take all the way to the pacific coast uh and is going to you know encapsulate all of these biomes uh and that is where you see uh you know if it's the if it's not the the pumpkins and and the and the corn and everything it's the turkeys uh it's the evergreens uh the you know the horse drawn sleigh all of this stuff of the holiday season has its roots in the imagery of a a somewhat fantasy but also partial reality of 1800s new england yeah and that is that is our conception Mm. of the holidays the chestnuts everything it is it is that northeast portion uh, right of the united states really the 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 area that's been occupied by europeans for the longest time yeah for sure in in north america Mm -hmm. at least yeah absolutely and also i mean that it makes sense even later on too because of the influx of immigrants you know italian and irish coming in that are bringing mm-hmm. other like a lot of traditions as well including you know this one of halloween by the irish uh you know i think of i mean italians brought other stuff too but i'm also thinking of like even chestnuts like my like i think oh you like the italians name five of their albums <laughs> i love that band the italians i really wish they were real yeah uh, <laughs> uh the Old Blue Eyes is back, Born to Run, Slippery When Wet. Um, what are other quintessential Italian American albums? Uh, uh, is Joe Satriani Italian? With that name, probably. 
I can't name a Joe Satriani I, album. No. I also yeah, okay. Uh so I got I got three. I got that's I got three, yeah, three, all right. I think three, Ita- three Italian American. You, you get a pass. There you go. Um <laughs> But like I'm even thinking of like chestnuts, like you say. Like I have a very different yeah. relationship with chestnuts and I think like you know, my mom does too because coming from Italy that's a different, but it's still it's still holiday season, but it's related to like different imagery. Right. It's not the same imagery of mm-hmm. the US, right? But then yes, yes. there's this influence because if you're you know because of the globalized world that has become what it is holidays have Mm -hmm. now begun like transforming right Right. now so i feel like even like i I guess as you exchange culture it brings different things right like the fact that halloween is brought into the u.s and it shifts and changes and becomes this like you know mix of the monster mash michael jackson's thriller and dressing up mm-hmm. as pop culture characters instead of spooky ones to ward off spirits. Yeah. It's this whole other mm-hmm. thing that mm-hmm. has now been, you know, exported to other countries because they f- are fascinated with it. Yeah, that's that is the interesting thing that that exchange back and forth. It is um like I I've heard people talk about the history of ramen where mm. ramen is something that the Chinese think of as Japanese and the Japanese think of as Chinese because the noodles are from one place, but technically ramen was invented at another. Right. Um, And it is this hodgepodge of back and forth, exporting, re-importing a cultural item. Right, right. It is odd going to other countries, even countries that either are European or have a closer affiliation with it and seeing still how americanized those holidays are yes like the surreal aspects of my my semester abroad in australia i was there in what would have been i mean that was that was a weird year because it felt like a year without a winter for me oh um but i went in what is our fall while I was still in school in Montana, but I spent that in Australia. Okay. And that was, you know, their summer. You know, or mm. I should say that was their spring into their summer, um, rather than our fall into our winter. Right. Um, so, you know, sweating my brains out by the time I left and, you know, just got sunburned constantly. Oh. Uh but being there for the holiday season is extremely odd because obviously there's no Thanksgiving. Um, sure. You know. <laughs> Be weird, weird if there was. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, weird to say Australians have a somehow worse relationship with their indigenous population that I don't think that they would entertain the idea of uh, yeah. of Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're, 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 yeah, no. T- to one Australian guy, like... And I was sitting around like a campfire at like, uh, you know, like, you know, some caravan park, you know, on a road trip, like okay. just chill or whatever. And I have to hear some guy go, you know what? Some of them are fine, but the rest of them, lowest form of life on earth. Jesus Christ. That is. Yeah. Oh, my yeah, God. No, no, no. OK. Yeah. No, it's it's one of those things where. I totally understand and acknowledge there is tremendous 
racism and oppression against uh you know native americans mm-hmm. uh but jesus christ australians say things that you would not you would not say in polite casual conversation right hashtag not all australians i know i mean there's yeah that's australians fair. that 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 know that they're a byproduct of colonialism whatever um <laughs> I don't know why I'm defending Australians right now, but I, I, they're, 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 some of them are fine people, you know? Um, anyways, <laughs> that was maybe my, that was maybe the worst Trump impression ever. Oh God. I mean, um, I'm, 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 this is a mixed bag of impressions for me today. Yeah. Anyways, the thing is, when it came time for the holidays, there's no Thanksgiving bridging between Halloween and Christmas. Right. The other thing is that if you go to the grocery store, there's reminders of when Halloween is. You don't need to remind anyone in the United States when Halloween is. They're like, remember, like there were big signs like with, you know, candy with in the shape of bats and stuff. And it's like, it's like, remember, Halloween is October 31st. And <laughs> huh. you and we saw we, we saw some some people we knew that had families were doing trick or treating. But what from what they explained to us and from what we understood, it is very specifically for young, young children. Yeah. Adults don't really celebrate it, at least where we were. And you don't go trick-or-treating really to strangers' houses. You put your kids in costumes. It's still light out. Because remember, this is... Australia. Yeah, there's actually scary it's things. It, it, well, no, I was going to say it's... Well, yes. <laughs> but also, remember, it's their spring. Oh, yeah. The sun is still, still out. out. Yeah, that's right. The sun The sun is still out. Um, So you're basically... it's late afternoon you take your kids around to like you're close a couple of neighbors houses that you're close with you give them candy and then they you know walk 200 feet back to their own home right and you're just like that's it that's that's halloween to them mm. and it's like you suddenly understand uh because obviously in the united states we do not think of it as a religious holiday right but you realize the significance that it has to us in terms of you know just just like have some fun watch some spooky movies um you know you can have a costume party yeah for sure that 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 it's a holiday that is enjoyed it is a secular holiday and it it's for the most part and it is also enjoyed by uh you know adults and children right right it's it's very bizarre to go through that to go through Mm. that holiday season especially in the united states where as soon as it is october 1st people start advertising oh yeah it's a countdown and then it gets overshadowed by christmas now which is even weirder like the- yeah no well i mean they're already putting the the thanksgiving stuff out you know yeah it, it's uh, it's crazy and i know yeah. it, and, and i mean part of it is the corporate element of selling things based in seasons and you know i have experience on that firsthand which is it's kind of wild the way that that goes out like you have to have 
you know, Thanksgiving stuff out at a certain time. You have to have Halloween stuff in like yeah. September. You have to have, you know, Christmas stuff pre-planned yeah, yeah. in advance to make sure it's all going to work out because it's the biggest selling time. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's a, uh, I have a love hate relationship yeah. with that. Well, I, so I knew one person in Australia that told me like, they in particular were kind of turned off by the idea of Halloween because like, I think they said they're, grandfather or someone was hungarian okay and like actually had like this like ceremony he would do with candles and everything and like halloween had like some sort of spiritual significance mm. and i wasn't quite sh- I, I i don't know enough about that honestly sure. um but but it was just kind of it, it was even interesting to hear different like even just from europe like what the different perspectives on that holiday are um and it's kind of it's it's almost it's very difficult to think of it in those terms and we don't really unless there's like you know some evangelical baptist that is you know, telling you you're celebrating Satan's holiday. Right. You know, we we don't really think about it like that outside of like satanic panic. Most everyone else just kind of goes along with it. Yeah, you know? it's, exactly. It's in Harry Potter. It's they fun. celebrate Halloween in Harry Potter. Which like, yeah, and like it makes I mean it makes sense. It's it's a it's a universal holiday. It's fun. And I mean like we totally can be saying this space because we're Americans. I feel like that's probably why we see it that way you to could, be honest you but... could you could just say that in front of every show we've ever done we could just be saying that because we're american i mean that's that's pretty accurate yeah <laughs> i but i think it's like it's one of those cases too where like it's a cultural exchange i feel like europe is more attached to it in specifically like the english and irish and scottish and everybody there based because that's where it comes from but i i also think right. like it was kind of weird, like that. Ita- like Italians don't do it; they do it for the kids, and then like mm-hmm. everybody's partying at night. But they do it because they capitalize yeah. on the American study abroad students. Like every holiday, including fo- well, I guess yeah, yeah, including the Super Bowl, which is a, I guess an American holiday at this point. Like it is, <laughs> it is like these. <laughs> I'm so I'm so sad that because of COVID, we were robbed of. This- Wait, did the no? Su- it happened. Dor- did COVID? Oh my god, I totally forgot. Yeah, that, it, it was <laughs> the world the world was still normal enough that <laughs> we had the Super Bowl in Italy. We did. You remember I had friends that went to it. They stayed up to like three in the morning at a bar, and I was like, I am not going to that. I, I have totally no desire. Forgot about yeah, I was that. like, I have I have no desire to do this, but go go for it, I guess. It was surreal. It was really weird. Even like the Super Bowl happening during the height of covid without vaccines was mm-hmm. surreal like just the it's weird it's it's very mm-hmm. odd but it's also like without being mm-hmm. cynical it's very yeah. interesting how things persevere through anything in that way and i i don't well, want to i'm also, not gonna it's t- also really it's also really close to election day so. well <laughs> yeah there you go yeah i just but anyway back to like the with that in italy like i think it's like I think as holidays expand now, they feel a bit more corporate. And mm-hmm. and I think yeah, 
I think Halloween is dancing on that. I don't know if it's mm. if it's figured it out if we figured out where we want to place it yet because yes, it is packaged, you know, as a in commercialism mm-hmm. it's sold to other countries, but I think there's a fascination mm-hmm. there too because it it is now it has now aligned itself with the entertainment industry with imagery right. with you know with with um a, a specific aesthetic an american aesthetic but even beyond that where it can happen in any type of orange and dark brown and black you know forests and this like spooky haunted feeling around it and like that can be mm-hmm. experienced in almost any entertainment as a medium or books as a medium or even podcasts or audiobooks like they all have that embedded in them at times. Not and not every single one, but like you're saying, like Harry mm-hmm. Potter has Halloween in it. Like there's this universal yeah. now accepted idea of what Halloween is well beyond what it was as so when. And I think that's the only thing keeping it like beyond Christmas, right? Like because Christmas mm-hmm. now does not mean what it did. If you're I mean, there's people that are really into like you know, Christian Christmas is Christ, and Christ, I'm like, it's not. I mean, it never was. I don't know why we're trying to pretend the, it the, was. The people but... that want to get those really ugly Christmas trees that have a cross inside it's stupid. them, yeah, it's awful. Or they just put, well, I'll tell you this, or they just mount a huge cross in front of their lawn and then don't think of the consequences of doing that because I have come across. <laughs> true story, true story. I've Joe, come across it's not that. a it's. Nope. Joe, it's not a problem until the cross lights on fire. It's still like it's on thin ice, Zan. We know that we know the iconography now. Come on. That's all the you're on thin ice putting it's it's not it's not lit on fire, but it was lit up. And I feel like that mm. is it's borderline. But anyway. Uh well, cause because Christmas is fun because of it is technically, you know, the the um on the surface, it is this holiday that is supposed to celebrate the birth of Jesus, but all of the imagery is pagan. It's all—it's a pagan holiday. It's a winter holiday. It's a winter festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's it. So, I I understand that tension to an extent, but also don't because that's that's I I think the fun of Christmas. Yeah. Um, but also because it it. it it's interesting, especially in the United States, that there is a whole mythology built around Christmas that is almost entirely divorced from Christianity. Yeah. That there are... that You know, my parents... You know, be, being a, a, fan, a, a, an in, a kind of interfaith family, but otherwise having a a pretty secular upbringing. Mm-hmm. There were things that my parents would see and be like, eh, 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 no, 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 you know, right. like people trying to, you know, get them to baptize me or whatever. Right. When you think about it, it's interesting that I don't even think of watching Christmas movies as an endorsement of Christianity. Like, <laughs> right. That's not how I thought of, those movies in a way because the message was never and remember jesus died for your sins it was always like be generous and be thankful and uh you know like i i asked my parents if the grinch was jewish and that's why they he couldn't celebrate or he didn't like christmas or whatever 
Hmm. But like, but even the idea that like we grew up with all of those and it was not considered Christian, right? It is interesting that that is pretty generally accepted in, yeah. in the United States for for all of its weird, you know, um, issues with Christianity. Unless you're like in the, you know, evangelical <laughs> end of things, yeah, nobody even really thinks of Christmas as a religious holiday. It, or I I, sh- I shouldn't say that that they that they have any issue with this mythology that is completely outside of right. the, the story of Jesus, you know? Well, I guess unless you're Kirk Cameron and you want to save it. Yes. Yeah. When I was in Catholic school, we used to do crossover like plays because they would do like a winter play mm-hmm. and I of course was participating because everybody had to and I think I enjoyed it to be yeah. honest because I got to dress up. <laughs> they would do crossovers. So like it was yeah. like in this in this cinematic universe of the, you know, plays that were going on in this in this Catholic school, uh Santa existed, elves existed, but also Jesus existed and angels and they combined forces at times. And it was a whole weird there's probably an underlying <laughs> message there that was for sure indoctrinating. But it but was like it was, it was like the Avengers. It was like the Avengers. It was. It was like, okay, we have Santa, Mrs. Claus, Jesus, God, How, angels. Do you remember like wild? Do, do you remember <laughs> Do you remember um what was that movie that like everyone like all of the all those art kids were obsessed with for a while, like the Legend of the Guardians. Do you remember oh my that? god, with yeah, like, my sister with, liked that movie with like with with hipster skinny jean Jack Frost. Yeah, it was it was it was Chris Pine playing Jack Frost. It was the Tooth Fairy that was like a bird. Hugh Jackman was a rabbit, which was wild. Uh, it he was, was the Easter Bunny. But yes, he was also but he was Australian. Australian. <laughs> yeah, and then Alec There's... Baldwin was Santa Claus, right? I, was he? Because they had like a Russian accent. Was it Alec Baldwin? Yeah, oh, no, no. God. But uh, but I I I want to say that was Alec Baldwin That's doing a Russian terror. accent. Oh my god! Yeah, because but was... but he was but he was hipster Santa Claus. Yeah, like, he was cool. Yeah. He was tough. He yeah. could like literally destroy mm-hmm. you with a punch. Um, yes, it was like you know, it was, ju- ju- just like Kirk Cameron said. Just like Kirk what, <laughs> what I'm, what I'm, kind of interested in though is like how different would that movie have been if like, you know, suddenly like they were also joined by like, you know, uh, Ganesh. Right. You know? Yeah. Like. Like all of a sudden, they're like the Guardians are teaming up with the Indian Super Team. <laughs> right, that'd been kind of sick, uh, actually. Yeah, but like, but that there are all of these pagan but quasi secular, yeah, mythologies we're willing to entertain because you know they're not Santa Claus isn't telling us to picket. Um, abortion clinics exactly exactly i i I mean like even even one that still gets thrown around both at christmas time and in halloween which i feel like will be the unifying factor here too is like nightmare before christmas which you know i don't like tim burton he's not great at all and i don't understand the obsession but besides the point that is culturally the craziest phenomenon of a film and it's actually there's a it's an insane story of how it even got produced and made Mm -hmm. like Jesus, it's it's wild. But it's not technically a Tim Burton. Film. It's not. It was like inspired or something from his. Stu- it was inspired he... by a by a poem he wrote. 
I don't. Yeah, something like that. He was. It's, su- it's Tim. It's Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, but he's like. He, it is not directed by. Tim no, Burton. no, not at all. He had actually like little to do with the project. He kind of abandoned it or something. It was this whole thing, and like, yeah. there's a lot of drama behind it. But like, what's interesting is that combination of spooky, scary, you know, skeleton, literally, but like mm-hmm. other things, and then there's Santa and weird elf people and yeah, snow. Yeah, but, but the but but. They didn't kidnap Jesus. No, exactly. To, it's all to, pagan. To stop Christmas. Exactly. Yeah. It's all they. They stole Santa. They stole the icon of Christmas. The one who was going to yes, bring presents. And yes, and yes, I know he is tech kind of Saint Nicholas. That's that's maybe a question. Uh, we we can it's, talk about Saint Nicholas later in the yeah, year. Yeah, maybe that'll be the during Christmas time or whatever. Yeah, I think. But but all of this sort of coming back to our larger point where so much of our associations with every holiday at this point are through um it, it's it's not just that they're there's stories but because that's always been true the right. problem is it's all through media that is trademark media that someone else owns that our participation and our interaction with it pretty much all of it is has a little you know copyright mark pretty much yeah it. Yeah. And I think that's the difficult thing to sort of parse out with our feelings about these holidays because, you know, it's fun to dress up and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, just, just get to, to to get to dress up as something, to get to um, bond with people over things that you mutually like. Right, right. You know, it is, it is this great excuse to just kind of do whatever. Right. Um but you can just always feel that other sort of dirtier side to it that is, you know, this is a, you know, a chance for, uh, you know, the the MCU to recoup some money from yeah. costumes before, you know, they put out um, a, a movie around Christmas, you know? Right, exactly. It's, it's a, it's commercialization. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, this capital holiday or any holidays, it's a, it's something to capitalize on, um, mm-hmm. which is the, I think the uncomfortable factor, as you're saying with it now, mm-hmm. I think that's why I kind like in a way, older Halloween costumes are the scariest things in the world, but there is something about that DIY costume that has like nothing to do with any trademarked character. It is something so out of the, it is it is the yeah. the monster passed down through history this like or right, a ghost because, or whatever you know well well think think about something that if you didn't know what it was a jason costume could potentially be scary but if you saw sure. somebody if if you you know traveled back to before they ever put out a friday the 13th movie or whatever right. or a halloween or any of the you know, iconic horror movies. If you dressed up as one of those things and it was just sort of pure inspiration or just sort of a vague idea of a a murderer, mm-hmm. um, you know, that walks around with a with a mask and a weapon, you know, that is scary. Um, but you know, now it can be fun and it can be campy. Yeah. But it's a little less fun knowing it's attached to this enormous uh, 
glut of corporate Hollywood. Yes. You know? Yes, I agree. Yeah. I guess it's, you know, again, this is our touchstones of the holiday at this point are almost entirely through media. Yes. You know? And again, this is something, if not directly made by, at least distributed by a much larger uh, company. But in part, I feel like this is still my attraction to Over the Garden Wall. Mm, yeah. Because it is not connected to anything else. No. It is its own <laughs> you know, thing. Its own take it on is Americana. It, it is its own thing, and it, it tackles Americana in that wonderful way of there's something whimsical, but also something darker under the surface here. Yes. And it plays in this very neat space of American history and and everything but you know it's it's uh it's at least not you know part of a larger um uh conspiracy of uh of cinematic universes thankfully right yeah thank thank god yeah yeah that's i think that's why i I have a lot of love for it as a show and it, and as its own thing, which really mm-hmm. captures that, those feelings of the fall and the seasons changing and, you know, yeah. a Halloween, you know, scary, spooky, but also peaceful and cozy mm-hmm. setting to it. And that, that, that really handles it well as a work of art because they never really like... It's not something that was also capitalized on. There's not a lot of merch for it. There's not something that was heavily yeah. promoted. Most of it's fan art, to be honest, and it's its own yeah. people that enjoy it, making things and celebrating it. And I kind of like res- I respect that and like that. And I think it's one of the reasons mm-hmm, why mm-hmm. it's so mm-hmm. well liked. I mean, I could be. I'm not, I don't want to speak for everybody, but I know like yeah, you and I have definitely bonded over that, knowing what it is and appreciating what it is, and also making you know impressions based on said characters of Jason Funderburger right, right. and like, yeah, but even just yeah. like, there's just so much in that, and I think of that, like even beyond the horror movies of the the classic horror movies now, which I feel like have also been like, you know, redone in such weird ways mm-hmm, that never like mm-hmm. even like think of like. I never finished it all the way with the original Suspiria, but even like the remake I've heard is very hollow of the original. And like, it's just these things of like, we have these older movies or these older phenomenons in culture that have like shaped how we look at the Mm -hmm. holiday. So like even Friday the 13th or like the new Hollywood Halloween movie coming out, which I'm sure it's fine or I've heard it's maybe good, but like, do you need it? Does it have to happen? What does that say about how we, we'll go forward with our own holidays and maybe it'll be good. I don't know. I mean, maybe Mm -hmm. that things will head in a different direction completely or it won't. Mm -hmm. And it'll be taken by this like media approach to, or consuming media and and wearing items from said, you know, entertainment and media. Like, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm getting too preachy, but I think it's also just like, it's something that's always in the back of my head of thinking like, Mm -hmm. even with like, you know, Christmas, it's like you're going to buy stuff or Halloween is dress up as this character and become this thing and digest our media mm-hmm, and watch mm-hmm. it. And like, I don't know. It's not that it puts a damper necessarily mm-hmm. on the feeling of the season, but I think knowing its history and, and how long this ho- this holiday has survived, I'm just wondering what's going to happen with it. And yeah, that's that's a that's sort of a valid 
sort of concern to have. Um, I, I mean, for the record, I never dressed up as um, Michael Myers, but I did dress up as Cat in the Hat one year. Okay. Um, so technically, I was kind of Mike Myers. Technically, yeah. That movie is very cursed, but also <laughs> kind of great. I... I don't want to admit how much I watched it. I watched it a lot. I watched it a lot as a kid as well, and I don't know how. Do you ever just think back on movies that you would watch over and over again, and you look back and you're like, why? Like, Yeah, yeah, Jurassic Park 3 for me, for some weird reason. You know what it was for me, too? And then mm-hmm. I remembered suddenly in college, and we just decided to have a night where we watched it, was yeah. the... Um, the Steve Carell Get Smart remake. Oh my god, that one's so bizarre. <laughs> and I I would have to look it up, but I feel like that has to have like some because the office was was, you know, such a big deal yeah. at that time. I do wonder if it had something to do with the Michael Scarn episode of oh, The Office. Oh, it might have. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. But again, this this is sort of keeps circling back to the problem. It's like this is everything we really do know about uh, these holidays is 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 pretty divorced from an idea of um, spirits and ancestors showing up. I mean, at least in the United States, because if you have All Saints Day, right? You know. That is one thing if you're in a in a hol- in a country that observes that holiday. But you know, at least in like Latin America, particularly Mexico, they have Day of the Dead as well, um, which does incorporate more of um, a- an ancestor veneration. Yes, yes. Into it, it it is more. Um, uh objectively about the spirits of the dead being closer to us on that day right you know? right yep. so yeah you, you do you do have you do have some persistence of that idea in some parts of the world at least definitely yeah i mean it makes sense too just like why that would exist a day to communicate with loved ones or to respect and honor them and to you know have luck going into the new year or even Mm -hmm. just like the winter is something of that most areas have experienced and if not it would be something different but then the culture would shift and change i think um in a way i feel like that's what connects that like euro american similarities Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right like even with like you know ireland or england or these places that have like similar ish biomes not the same exactly but kind of similar right like in terms of things going from like you know the same type of like fall weather because of trees into winter just different you know ways i just feel like that could be part of that connecting factor but you know regardless it's it's it is interesting to think about the differences and how each culture mm-hmm. and tradition each culture has its own tradition that's loosely based around something similar right it's not necessarily all yeah. the same but it is connected to one major theme that of death and yeah. of of revisiting or honoring and and also celebrating into this like a fall festival mm-hmm. but yeah at the yeah. same time now it is something different it it in a way it's still celebrating the fall coming in 
we are still yeah. excited for cozy soup weather and sweaters and you know mm-hmm. um snow if you're in those yeah. parts of the area uh, in those parts of like um of temperate zones but uh or like temperature zones but like yeah you know it's still odd that it is now like globalized and it has become a commercial yeah. holiday. It is no longer an individual mm-hmm. practice or different practices through cultures with their own nuance and take to it and their own way yeah. of going about yeah. it. it. It is bigger than that. And I think that's one of those questions that's going to have, it's not even a question, I guess it's more like a problem to a certain extent of what we're going to have to face in the next in the coming years if not decades because eventually it just gets hollowed out and because it, it already starting to, it already is wow. kind of starting Hollow to uh, there you go hollowed the ween. band ween but they're hollow inside i guess if you wanted to make like a special limited run of like easter bunny type chocolates right but it was the band members of ween it would be hollow ween I guess that makes sense. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. Ocean Man. Taken by the hand. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah, I wonder in in countries that maintain All Saints Day or or uh, Dia de los Muertos, like, if it is, like, like, there is just sort of that insulation um that that keeps them from i i can't speak to how corporate or not corporate those holidays are in other countries but that that sort of insulation uh to uh the mainstreamness of it because there is a uh a familial connection to it that yeah no one's going to you know copyright your great great grandfather and right. whose favorite food you're putting out right. because it's because it's Day of the Dead. Yeah, I think that's I think that might be it. Like that connection to family and to tradition and to you know keeping that part alive. Not necessarily yeah. meaning that that's the only thing that's taking place. Yeah. And there isn't like Halloween or there isn't these holidays. Yeah. But there is that sense of like okay, those are fun, but there's also this part too. There's this part we have to keep going, especially too in like right, cultures right. that don't have as much of it left like i think that's even mm-hmm. part of why like this you know the you know the irish saying like oh well it's so in you know that's where it comes from it comes from like an irish holiday that's where it originates and it's like reclaiming and taking that back and also spreading mm-hmm. the information so it doesn't get lost and i think that's very mm-hmm. it's very interesting it's not even interesting it's very like yeah it's it's an important pursuit it's a noble pursuit i think it's it's mm-hmm. it's important we recognize it too, and it's yeah, why I'm so fascinated as, with as it. Long, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could were the Puritans right? You know, trying to trying to uh, you know downplay Christmas as a as a Christian holiday. Did they do that? Is that where that like happened? Yeah, I mean, well, the, I I'm I, I said it sort of. I I want to be very clear. I'm kind of joking about it. Oh, but I I think. <laughs> I think the Puritans were not fans of Christmas. That wasn't really their thing. Oh, if anything, okay. it was too it was too happy of a uh, Oh yeah. Right. Them. No music, can't have festivals. Uh yeah. What yeah, well, you know, they they want to suck all of the fun out of mm-hmm. uh religion. Yes, it know? must be pain. No hate, yes. but also eh, 
than ice. <laughs> are you are there are there Puritans listening out there? We're sorry. <laughs> we're 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 sorry we hope your headphones fit nicely yeah. uh with your your hat with a buckle on. <laughs> yes um although i guess modern day puritans are like those people that form those those towns around mega churches like in the middle oh, of nowhere I... and they have to like order all their stuff on amazon you know i have not heard of that i've only heard of it a little bit in passing so we need to talk about that more Yes, we definitely do. There is an article out there somewhere. I'm spacing on who wrote it, but it is very interesting about how Amazon has and and just being able to order supplies like that um has allowed for these super isolated religious communities to pop up hmm. uh in the United States, you know. And you're just like, "All right, well, we don't need to live near, you know, a a godless target to get our paper towels. Right. You know, we can just order it on Amazon and, and just forget that know, where it's coming from, I guess. But yeah, yeah. Well, th- let, let's be, let's be totally honest. If they're, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't uh, think that's their concern in life. It's definitely not. Um, <laughs> they, if, if, if you believe that, you know, you need to homeschool your kids so that they don't get exposed to, uh, uh, the evils of homosexuality. I really don't think you care about <laughs> Amazon workers getting paid a living wage. No, probably not. Yeah, shot in the dark there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I guess you know what? At least the original Puritans were real survivors. You know, they had to deal with a New England winter without infrastructure. You know. Yeah. I guess. Kind of. Kind of wish they didn't. But uh, hot. Hot take. <laughs> but <laughs> i'm i'm just saying at least at least the the original religious nut jobs that settled uh in this in this land of ours at least they had a little bit more gumption of right. we're going to start from scratch here. right right i mean i guess that's true yeah oh man yeah. well i mean we we got a couple of witch stories out of it i guess I guess that's true. Yeah, we got Robert Eggers, the witch. That's uh, three times I feel like I've mentioned that now. So um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's we'll just get it out of my system so that way I don't bring it up ever again. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, this has actually been a really uh, a really interesting discussion, and uh, yeah, I hope people are having fun out there. I, I mean, tomorrow when you're celebrating a Halloween for real, <laughs> uh, you're all going to be having so much fun. Um, and I, yes. I at least hope you do. I hope you're watching some some spooky movies or, uh, uh, you know, doing some kind of. Let's say small to sm- medium, small gatherings uh, of yes. Halloween parties. Definitely. You know? Definitely. I know. I know we're all desperate to, you know, get back out there. Uh, you know, I guess you can do the hazelnut spin the bottle thing that we yeah, were talking that about could earlier. be fun. You have to throw, you have to, I don't know, get popcorn out of hazelnuts and like. I poorly explained that, but yeah, it it, it exploded near you, and that meant I, you had to do something, or you had good luck, or you had to like, kiss the person. You had to kiss the person that threw that. No, in no. It, have you have you ever legitimately been to a party that played spin the bottle, or did people stop doing that in like nineteen seventy five? 
No, I feel like that. That's definitely happened to like a party I've been at or like Did, somewhere I've yeah. been. I just don't remember oh. it going like. I don't remember it ever being like that. Right. I was, believe it or not, Joe, I was not invited to parties. Um, oh, I don't worry. I was not. Um, or I, I should say parties where that would have ever been happening. I avoided them. So I just didn't. Yeah. Do that, but I, you know what? No, actually. Okay. This is. Um, uh, let's see if I'm going to regret putting this story out there. Um, <laughs> but one time. Uh, while I was still living in Florida before I left for grad school, uh, I was, you know, I had graduated undergrad and stuff, and I've talked a little bit about this before, but I used to work at a used bookstore, and we had, um, you know, people my age, uh, early, mid-twenties, uh, working there, but also there were some high school students that worked there as well. Right. And I just got invited to a party once, and I was like, oh, that sounds fun, a little gathering and stuff. And then I show up, and it's like a bunch of high schoolers. Oh. So I'm just like hanging out with my friend, my, my co-worker there, I actually do run into some people that I knew, like that played music at open mics. I'm having a good time. We go into a room to uh, hold, a, I think, a cat or a bunny or something like okay like i got i got lured into a room because there was a there was a, a small animal okay uh, fair enough and then i'm sitting there and uh you know uh some high school student next to me is like let's play spin the bottle i'm like thank you all so much i'm gonna leave <laughs> yeah. now <laughs> you know <laughs> this is i was like they're like they're like no 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 stay You're it's like, cool it's cool i'm like you don't know this is not a good look for no. me i'm 23 oh my this god is not, this is not a good look for me and then suddenly you become very aware it's like i am a 23-year-old around a bunch of 18-year-olds oh. and 17-year-olds. There's someone throwing up in the bathroom. Oh, no. I shouldn't be here. That is... Oh, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> like, what am I doing here? That's... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's for the best. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. yeah hope you all are going to enjoy Halloween tomorrow. Yes. Um, if you play spin the bottle, you know, just check everyone's IDs first, yeah. um, you know, cause have, and then have a good safe time. Yes. Um, yes, definitely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Joe, do you have anything going on? Um, not too much at the moment. It's more or less waiting for things to, um, become visible so stay tuned i have some stuff in the works Ooh, that's, that's been so happening. ominous i know it's it's appropriate for our spooky <laughs> halloween episode uh <laughs> i feel like yeah things are happening there's stuff in the works but for now it's still a secret uh zam what do you got mm. going on um i still have my work up at the then and now show at uh spc st petersburg uh, community college uh i do not have any other uh tremendous announcements at the moment just uh you know still putting out work uh as i as i try to uh as often as i can nice, on nice. Uh, instagram and now tiktok increasingly if you found us because of uh my tiktok or tumblr welcome uh yeah, we don't talk uh, as much about um, my artwork getting usurped by porn robots as much on here. No, um, probably should at some point yeah. again, because that's made mm -hmm. some developments, but... Yes. Um, but yeah, uh, 
We hope everyone has a good, fun, and safe holiday. Yes. And uh, we'll be back with uh, more fun stuff next time. Uh, if you want to find the museum after hours, we are at Uncanny Museum on Twitter and at Uncanny County Museum on Instagram. Uh, if you want to find me, I am at Xanosaurus on Instagram, uh, Zanfred E. Man on TikTok. And I'm at Josemino Art on Instagram. And from the Uncanny County Museum, I have been Zan Peters. And I've been Joe Semino. Bye-bye. <laughs>